0: Night because he's broke some chains in our life we're a witness tonight I certainly enjoyed that song brother William my sister Gabrielle yeah. we're we're witnesses amen we're witnesses of his grace and his mercy we're witnesses that we have come up higher amen I, I thought last night was absolutely awesome Understanding the the burden of of just being in this pulpit and, and standing here, I understand. Um, I understand what it's like to preach when you don't feel at your one hundred percent best. And I thought last night was an absolute awesome challenge to us yes, to live life with the King of Life. Amen. And with everything that's within us, may we strive for life. You know we're only more than once so we might as well praise him tonight. We're only more than once so we might as well say amen to the word tonight. We're only more than once so we might as well just lift up our hands to the God that deserves all the glory and all the honor. We're only more than once. And while I got the chance, I wanna say, Papa God, I love you. Oh, don't you love him tonight? Hey man, I'd like to try to sing this uh, song tonight. Uh, kind of go along with my message that the Lord's laid on my heart. It's called "It's called the Set Your Wings to the Winds of Faith," and uh, I don't know if you heard it or not, but I, it kind of goes along with the thought tonight. So I thought we might sing that. Set your
1: wings. To the winds of faith, or oh, you can fly in a higher place. Oh, do not struggle.
0: to a God that's got his that's got His arms completely surrounding you tonight. And maybe you got a little issue or maybe you got a little circumstance that you can't figure out, but I, I encourage you to set your wings to the winds of faith tonight. Amen. Amen, let's call on the God of heaven. Lord, what a privilege it is for us to bow our heads as your children before the dust of the earth from which we came. Lord, realizing that we're nothing, Lord Jesus, but 16 elements. But in that 16 elements lays a soul that's worth 10,000 worlds. A soul that is longing for more of you. A soul that is desiring to, to just express what you mean to us tonight. There's such a soul that desires for you to fill us up, Lord, like never before. That makes us a value tonight that you would place that gene seed of God in us. Lord Jesus, to think that you thought of us before the world began and to think that we as mortals have the opportunity to serve an immortal God. Oh God, I pray that we would do it with justice tonight. Lord, I count it a privilege to stand behind this desk, Lord, one more time to speak to your bride of Christ. Lord, I'm not worthy in myself. Lord, he's, any of the righteous, righteousness that I have is, is filthy rags. But Lord, I don't stand here upon my own merits, nor do I stand here upon my own works. I stand here upon the basis of your word and upon the shed blood. Father, I stand here, Lord, as, as a part of the bride of Jesus Christ that you said was spotless, was blameless, was pure and holy. And Father, Lord, I pray that you would speak to your children tonight, Lord, through your word, Lord, I know that the things that, these things that I've studied, Lord, been on my heart. I pray, God, that you would just take the human element out of it tonight and may you speak from glory tonight. I pray you would, I pray that you would calm every person just now. I pray that you'd calm every child just now and every evil spirit. I pray you drive it out, Father. I pray that, As we would sit under the auspices of your holiness and to sit here, Father, I pray that maybe just one word would touch our lives, Lord, to cause us to to rise above all the circumstances or all the things in our mind that would maybe weigh us down or hold us back. But Father, may we lay aside every weight and sin tonight that does so easily beset us let us run this race with patience let's lay aside those sins sin is to miss the mark and if we've missed the mark Lord I pray that we would tune ourselves back up and get in line with your word we've heard an eagle that told us to get back in line Father may we hit the mark tonight we glorify the God of heaven we sense your nearness now Lord and We just want to be very careful, Father, that we would never offend you. God, just come by our way tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles this evening, we'll turn over in the book of Revelations. Chapter 4. Revelations chapter 4 and verse 1. Tonight, I'd like to speak to you kind of a, an anthem that's been on my heart on, on what has been taking place amongst the bride of Jesus Christ and just amongst us. And I'd like to just title this little thought tonight on Anoint It, anoint it to Fly Higher. Anoint It to Fly Higher. After this, I looked. And behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Verse 7. We've already read enough here to shut down every Trinitarian tonight. And one sat on the throne. Verse seven, and the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. May God bless his word. You may be seated this evening. Amen. I'll ask for your complete attention this evening, just as we would lay just a little bit of a foundation here this evening as we move into the the thought here that God's placed on our hearts. We understand and know that we are living in one of the greatest hours that there ever has been upon the face of the earth to be living in. We're living in an hour when when the prophet of God would would say that that if I could choose any other day to live in, I would choose to live in this day. We're living in an hour when everything is moving higher, when we are seeing the, the advancement of science and we watch those things from a vision of, of 1933, how that those things have transfolded before us and we've seen those things literally become manifest in our eyes. Everything is moving higher. You watch man and man he is always trying to outdo himself if he if a man sets a record he's going to try to break that record if if you watch a man he's constantly trying to build something that is higher there there in New York and over in Beijing and different places they are still trying to outdo one another in building skyscrapers and there it's a constant it's a constant moving of a, uh, to a higher level, and I think that it is depicting of what we are doing as a body of Christ, that, that what we are seeing in the natural, we are also seeing in the spiritual as well. And Brother Branham would say about this age that it's, a, it's an age that is reaching for something, but they can't find what they're looking for. And, and you look everywhere, you look in the hospitals, and you look in the insane asylums, or in the sane institutions, and you find people that are, they're dissatisfied. It's overrun with people that are dissatisfied. And if you've ever been there, You watch somebody in those nursing homes or in insane institutions that they're always kind of reaching out for something or trying and they're moaning, trying to get back to something. They're, They're reaching out for something. You see there's something that is lacking in their life and they're trying to reach out for it. You see, that place was placed on the inside of them for, for a, as a throne room for God to set. You see, they had not satisfied that thirst with His calling, but they they were sitting there in a dissatisfied spot, and that's where America is at. They're in a spot of dissatisfaction where, where they're never happy where they're living at. You watch, and you watch people that build their houses. You watch somebody, they'll build a house today, and in five years, they gotta build a bigger house. House, or, or they get a car today and they get a, get a got to get a new car. You see, it's because there is a pattern, there's a matching time when everybody wants to be like everybody else or they want to move higher. And truly, we do want to move higher as human beings. We don't want to be complacent in our, in our walk, do we? We don't want to be complacent in where we are is where we're living. We don't even want to stay with the same pay rate that we got 10 years ago. We want to move higher in that. I'd say every human being that's here tonight would agree that you would like a raise in your future. But you see, you're looking for something that is, that is moving you higher and men are looking for jobs that'll move them higher in a place of position. But tonight I have the opportunity to speak to a people that has been placed in position before the foundation of the world. It's higher than any governor. It's higher than any senator. It's higher than any president. It's higher than any pope. I am speaking to sons and daughters of God that have more power than any archangel there is in heaven, you have that much power. You see, and Satan longed, Satan, when you look at it, when you see Satan, he longed to have that power, which you have. He looked at it when he was there in heaven, and he wanted to be like God, and God had to kick him out. He had to kick him out of heaven because he was trying to exalt himself and move higher than what God is. And if we in our thinking try to move ourselves higher than what God is doing, God will kick us out. Well, you know, I, I realize that God is showing us something, that God kicked Satan out of heaven in the beginning where sin was created, where, where, sin, was, where, where sin originated, as it were. It originated in heaven, and God had to kick Satan out. And every time you'll watch as Satan begins to raise himself higher in your life, it is your duty as the army of God to kick Satan out as he tries to exalt himself in your life. Is that right? I have a lengthy quote here I asked the brothers to put up with us this evening from the Laodicean church age. He says, how strange in this age of plenty, in this age of progress, in this age of abundance, how can there be trials? Well, now it is strange, but in this age of plenty and opportunity, when everyone has so much and there is so much more to be had What with all of these inventions to do our work and so many things to give us pleasure, suddenly we find mental illness taking such a toll as to alarm the nation. When everybody ought to be happy with really nothing to be unhappy about, millions are taking sedatives at night and pet pills in the morning, rushing to doctors, entering institutions, and trying to drown out unknown fears by alcohol. Yes, this age boasts of of its tremendous stores of of worldly goods, but the people are less happy than ever before. This age boasts of its spiritual attainments, but the people are less sure of themselves than ever. This age boasts of better moral values, and it is more corrupt than any age since the flood. It talks about its knowledge and science, but it is fighting a losing battle in all fields. For the human mind and soul and spirit cannot comprehend or keep abreast with all the changes that have come upon the earth. In one generation, we have gone all the way from the horse and buggy age to the space age, and we are proud and boastful about it. But inside it is a dark void cavern that is crying out in torment, and without a known reason, men's hearts are failing for fear. And the world is so darkened that this age could well be called the age of neurotics. It boasts, but it cannot back it up. It cries peace, but then there is no peace. It cries that it has a great amplitude of all things, but it keeps burning with desire like an unsatisfied fire. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. As far as, as we are as advanced as human beings, you will find that you are more stressed than ever before. You'll find that you are, that you have lost your joy like never before. But not to us. Amen. You'll find that you that 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 you'll, that you'll see that the farther we go, it seems like the more that we are depleted of our energies. But you see, science has taken man forward and more forward, greater things with his mind than what than the thing that only, and that's the only thing he has is that tree of knowledge. Farther than a minister has taken him with his spirit, which is unlimited. But here it is that science ain't looking back to what science said a few years ago. Science is taking what they got now and moving forward for something else. You see, you'll find that man is always moving forward. Science is always moving forward. And to think that, that Brother Brandon would say that men like Einstein were breaking in to God's laboratory. They were trying to progress higher than what God was. Now, as we go back to our scripture reading, we, we notice here that these four anointings that we see them there of the, of, the, of the lion and the ox and the man anointing and the eagle anointing, we understand that those anointings are of the same Holy Ghost. That it's the Holy Ghost behind every one of them anointing in a different avenue. And we're taught that there in the, in the book, in the New Testament, where Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that they are the four guards to the, through the book of Acts to the move of God. They're guarding the moving of the Holy Ghost. And we see here that those four anointings that if you'll go back in the Bible, you can see it over in Ezekiel and Daniel in the book of Revelations, that you'll see that those four anointings, that they're always looking forward. Those anointings are not looking backwards. Those anointings aren't looking to each other, but those anointings are looking forward. They're not looking backward to another day. The eagle anointing is not looking back to the man day. And the man day is not looking back to the ox age. And the ox age is not looking back to the lion age. But every one of them is looking forward. That's why we cannot move back to, to the restoration of gifts. And we cannot move back to Wesley's day and Luther's day. What good would it do us tonight if I stood here and I preached you that the just shall live by faith, but there was no Holy Ghost that would come upon that. What good would it have done for Wesley to come with the same message that Luther had already preached? It would have not moved them any higher in their progress of spiritual revelation. It would have just been preaching and speaking on the same level that they already were. But God's word was taking his children higher. Just like it would have done Moses no good to preach Noah's message of I'm going to go out here and I'm going to build an ark. It would have done no good. Moses could have built an ark, but it would have done no good because there was coming no flood to rise that ark out of its place. It would have done no good to come with that type of message. But Moses had to come with his message. David had to come with his message. Isaiah had to come with his message. And in this day, we cannot be standing here upon the experiences of our grandfathers and our great-grandfathers. We've got to have our own fresh revival, fresh tonight, fresh tomorrow, fresh the next day. we got to move on. We can't go back. Hallelujah. Every age has went higher in Revelation. Every age has went higher. We came through man's day and you look at those men that that were standing in that day like Wesley and standing there like Charles Spurgeon and all of those men like Finney. You have never seen such a moving, such a moving of a revival like you had in that day. Men that were so deep in the word but yet they could not see like an eagle could see. You see, it was not the time for the eagle. Men that could stand there and preach thousands upon thousands of sermons and never grow old of preaching that word, but they could not see that rapture. They preached the rapture, but they could not see the rapture. You see, see, there was a moving on from the man age to the eagle age, but there is no more powers after that eagle. There's no more anointings after that eagle. It is showing you that it is time for a rapture. Hallelujah, say I'm gonna go back to the man age. I have to tell you that if you wanna stay in the man age, if you have no ego anointing, you have no rapture. We know that in Revelations chapter four that John, he symbolizes that the whole book of Revelation is a book of symbols. And that John symbolizes the bride of all seven ages who receives that call to come up higher. This symbolizes the rapture, a uh, rapturing of the body, the rapturing of the bride, and there is a spiritual aspect to that call that has allowed us to see by the revelation of the hour that these things here, they, these things here, are described. But we know here by the preaching of the prophet that we know that Revelation chapter four is an eternal type of the bride physically raptured at the end of the seventh age. Is that right? Is that right? But we have heard, just like as it said, John said, come up hither. That is showing you as a type of the bride moving out of this destination out of this realm into another realm. But there is a spiritual aspect that is laying there in that scripture. There is a screaming eagle that has screamed out and called out your name and said you can't stay down there in those denominations. Stay down in, there in those creeds. We have heard these eagles scream to come up higher. I'm not satisfied staying down in the chicken yard. I must fly where eagles fly. I was anointed. it for this hour, hallelujah, this eagle's scream has called us up higher past the carnality of man and it's placed us in our position. We know that, that in, the, in the seals that, that when the rider would go forth, and I know that there's some things that are said here, but I want you to know it's not over your head tonight. This was brought to you. You can go to the library down here and you can find all types of books, but there's no book like there there is on the revelation of the seven seals as thus saith the Lord. This is not above your head. I hear some people say, well, I can't dive into those things because it's too deep. It's not too deep for you. It's for you. Right here is where eagles gather. If it's too deep for you, then why would he have a hillbilly Kentucky and preach you this message? It's for you tonight. I want you to say those words. It's for me tonight. But when we see that those, that the riders when a seal was broke that there would be a rider that would go forth and when that rider would go forth and that political power or that anointing that there would come an anointing or a power to go out in the first stage when there went out, when there went out a white horse rider you'll notice that white, that white horse rider was going out and he had he had a bow but he had no arrows through that bow and if you'll watch it's the same Antichrist spirit that travels its way all the way. Way up, And every time that a rider went out there went forth an anointing out after it to combat, to combat the power that was sent out by the antichrist spirit. Oh hallelujah. That's why I can stand here tonight under this eagle anointing, under this age and protest to you and proclaim to you that there is a God, there's a mighty angel that's standing right here tonight. There's an eagle anointing here tonight that will combat every spirit of hell, that'll combat every disease of hell. This anointing will break every sin, every bondage of sin. This anointing is here. It's not coming, it's here. Hallelujah. You see, we understand these things because we're not looking through the eye of a man, we're looking through the eye of an eagle hallelujah maybe I'll say it to you like this that faith is higher than doubt that faith takes you higher than works could ever move you can we agree tonight that healing is higher than diseases healing is higher than diseases but we will allow the stupid devil to try to choke us down with diseases upon diseases healing is higher than that move past that disease smite that devil that keeps holding you bound. your healing is greater than that sickness your healing is greater than that disease your healing is greater than the tormentor (laughs) (laughs) could we say that faith is higher than fear that deliverance is higher than bondage And our joy is higher than sorrow. And revelation is higher than intellectualism. You see, if you're sitting in that condition of intellectualism like Paul was setting in, he said in the same spot of intellectualism is as a lot of people do in the message today. They sit there and they proclaim their message believers. They can tell you about the they can tell you about the angels, they can tell you about the 42 inch caribou, they can tell you about the meeting back there in Sabino, they can tell you all those things, but they have no life to back it up. They're setting at an intellectual conception, but I got good news for you. Brother Branham made a statement in 1955. He said intellectual conception will never do, but it will bring you to the Holy Ghost. You ain't went far enough in your intellectual conception, but move on just a little bit further. Move on past your thoughts. You can't figure it out anyway. Hallelujah. If you're sitting in that intellectual condition, I, I, I admonish you to fly a little bit higher. Paul had to fly a little bit higher. And when he got knocked off of his high horse, he stopped flying with buzzards and he started flying with eagles. He didn't want no part with Peter. He didn't want no part with James. But when he met the pillar of fire, he was no longer identified with that bunch of buzzards back down there in Jerusalem and all of their high cities and all those things. He was identified with a bunch of eagles. It may have been a little bitty group, but he was flying with eagles. And he was no longer flying with buzzards. We're seeing through the eyes of a prophet and there is no higher order than a prophet in the land. You know that there's something on the inside of you as a believer that leads you to a higher calling. This message has led you and will take you higher. It'll take you higher in your thinking, higher in your speech, higher in your dress, higher in your life. This message will take you higher in your praise, higher in your worship, Higher in your attitude, this message takes you to a new level of faith. Come on, somebody. It's a perfect faith. It's not something that's stacked up that you can't get. It's a common faith. It's right there for you. Sometimes we think it's way up here when it's right here. When it's right there on your level, God has brought it down to your level so the littlest child could grab it tonight. A little child tonight could stand here on this pulpit and tell you that cancer's a liar and have the same authority as I've got. Little women that stand there at their window washing dishes, doing the laundry's got the same authority to call a devil a devil and a disease a disease. You're anointed to do so. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. we're looking through the eyes of an eagle because the Bible tells us in Amos three and seven that surely the Lord thy God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants the prophets. We're looking, we're looking through the eyes of an eagle tonight. Turn with me over to Deuteronomy one and six. Here we are breaking in after the 40th year that God was telling the children of Israel it's time to move forward. You'll notice that God every time he gives a call he is never pushing his children backwards but God is moving his children forward. He says the Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb saying ye have dwelt long enough in this mount turn you and take your journey and go to the mount of the Amorites and unto the place nigh Thereunto, in the plain and the hills and in the valley and in the south and by the seaside to the land of the Canaanites under the Lebanon and under the great river, the river Euphrates. Behold, he's trying to grab your attention. Behold, I have set the land before you. Can I say it to you like this? I've set the message before you. I've set all your inheritance before you. I've set you what you need to get off the ground, I've set it out before you. Everything that'll take you out of your cold and dead, cold formal religions, I've set it out before you. But what do you gotta do, children of Israel? Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give unto them and to their seed after them. It's heading here. Forty years to think that they were there. Forty years. And you could drive that. You could drive where they were going to in less than half a day. But 40 years of complaining, 40 years of murmuring caused them to circle this mountain. But God finally came to them and said, You circled this mountain long enough. Turn northward. Don't look back, don't look back to Egypt, don't look back to the wilderness. Go forward. Can I say this to you? Don't go back to your Catholicism and your ideas of Pentecost. Don't go back to it, fly higher. People want to bring in. They want to bring in charismatic worship. Why are we going back to the thing that we came out of? People bringing in Pentecostal ideas that it's just a watered-down gospel. Why are we going back to the waller? Come out of her, my people. I'm not going back. I know what that produces. It'll produce a life. It'll produce a life that is, that is just a grasshopper. But a grasshopper needs a full transformation. Oh, hallelujah. If you want to fly with the eagles, you gotta eat eagle food. You gotta praise like an eagle. When Caleb and Joshua, when they were come down to Kadesh Barnea, when they come there to that spot, they were looking for the eyes of promise. They were looking for the eyes of an eagle. Where God had promised them that they were going to sojourn in a in a strange land and that God was going to give them a land. And when they went up there with 12 spies, Moses setting off his up, setting out one from each tribe. How that he sent them all out. And there was ten of them that came back and brought up a wrong report of the land. But there was was a couple chickens. There was ten chickens out there that was afraid of those giants out there. You know what the problem was is they were looking from a chicken's point of view. And I tell you, a chicken will run for cover every single time. But there was two eagles that were sitting there that said we're more than able to take it. The promise is ours. God said it was ours. And we're good enough to take it. They were not looking at it from the chicken's point of view. They were looking at it from the eagle's view. The eagles were flying over the giants. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were anointed to fly above it. Hallelujah. This eagle, it's a very special bird. It's very special. This eagle is built for soaring higher than any other bird. This eagle is built to withstand the storms. This eagle's feathers can handle it when other birds' feathers can't handle it. You see, when that eagle, when he sees a storm coming, all the other birds, they begin to fly and look for cover and try to hide out, and they're they're afraid of the storm. But the eagle is not afraid of the storm. The eagle flies into the storm. The eagle flies higher from the end to the storm. You see, when that eagle flies into that storm, he is getting up above, he's getting up above that storm and he is testing out his wings. You see, when everybody else is running for cover and you run straight to the storm, it proves that you're an eagle. When everybody else is afraid of cancer, you run right to it and say, you old slewfoot." foot. You ain't nothing but a devil. You ain't scared of no cancer, you fly above cancer. When sin comes into the camp, you don't run from sin, you fly above sin. It proves you're an eagle. You don't get underneath of it, you get above it. You are anointed to fly higher. Is that right? You see a vulture, Brother Barnum said that a vulture is anointed to fly too. He's anointed to fly too, but he cannot follow that eagle. You see, he can fly pretty high, but he cannot see like the eagle can see. A vulture cannot follow along with Hebrews 13 and 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He can't see that far. A vulture can't fly and tell you that there is such thing as the Holy Ghost. He can't see that far. You see, a vulture just looks back to the day of Pentecost 2,000 years ago, but an eagle points to it and says you can have it. It says it's for your children. A vulture, a vulture, he can dance with you. A vulture can praise with you. A vulture can shout with you, but a vulture don't know what he's shouting about. A vulture don't know why he's singing about. A vulture don't know why he's dancing and shouting and praising God about. He can only see so far. But as for eagles, you can see what you're praising about. I'm anointed to fly higher than what the vultures can go. You know, it's said that an eagle can see up to two miles through a storm. He can see up to two miles, two miles, several miles through the darkness. He can see into the night and catch his prey. He can see, he can see when other birds can't fly there. He's anointed to fly there. He's built to fly there. You see, when you begin to watch an eagle, when that storm comes, he gets up above those storms and he begins to feel his wings. And what he's doing, He's putting his faith in his wings. He knows that there's chaos below him. He knows that he knows that, that if he can get above that, if he can just stretch forth his nine-foot wings, that he can put his faith in those wings. And if you can ever put your faith in the Holy Ghost, if you can ever put and set your faith in action and realize that God's Word is right, You'll fly above all of these creeds and all of these ideologies of man that's bringing in. An eagle is a very special, special bird. An eagle can live up to 70 years. Live up to 70 years, but at their 40th year, an eagle's got to go through a process just like you had to go through a process. That eagle has to be willing to, to accept the pain of change. That eagle has got to be willing because if he does not change, he's going to die. And if you don't change from your first birth, you're going to die in your sin. If you're not willing to go through the pain and go through the struggle of dying out and taking on his name in water baptism, you'll die right there. But an eagle, if he's worth, if he feels that it's worth the change, that it's worth sustaining all the pain that he's got through, got to go through, the eagle flies up to the highest mountain that he can set his eyes upon. And he goes up there and he waits. That eagle, he gets to such a spot in his life that his talons no longer are strong enough to grab his prey. He goes to a spot where his feathers begin to get so heavy that he can no longer fly in the height in which he was ordained to fly. And his beak in which he eats with has no longer, it's become dull and it's no good. But the eagle knows that if he can go to that mountain and get upon that mountain and go through the process of change that he can live on. He realizes He realizes that he's more than once am I talking to you tonight. He realizes he's only got one chance to live this life out. So he's willing to go through the hard spots of life. He's willing to go through the family battles for this change. He's willing to take on the reproach of Jesus' name for this change. Oh, hallelujah. He's willing to be called a heretic. Just for this change, he's not ashamed to go to the mountain. He was born for it. But the eagle gets on that mountain and he gets up there on a hard rock and he starts beating that old beak off of his nose. He starts beating it and beating it and beating it and beating it until his old beak completely falls off. You see, he's got to have a beak that's able to eat eagle food. And after his new beak grows back, he starts pulling out his old talents that were no longer strong enough to grab his enemy. And he pulls and plucks them out one at a time. All the pain of each talent he pulls out, he's going through this sustaining change for renewal of an eagle, and after his talons grow back, he starts plucking out all of his old feathers one at a time. You see, in those old feathers, with that old cloak, you couldn't fly this high. Come on, somebody, I'm preaching to you tonight. With that old feather, you couldn't fly and see this message. That's why you had to pull all those feathers out of your experience. You had to pull drinking out of your spirit out of your experience. You had to pray. You had to pull out all of that carousing and smoking and running around and looking at dirty things. You got to pull those things out of your experience if you want to live. I wonder if there's anybody in here that wants to live tonight. He begins to pull out all of his old feathers, and after. He pulls out all of those feathers. He now takes the flight of the eagle's rebirth. And he has now renewed his strength. The Bible says in Isaiah 40, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Oh, I tell you tonight, church of the living God, if you can wait on God and stop waiting on yourself and holding on to yourself, It's not you holding on anyhow. It's got to be God holding on to you. Let go of your old experiences. Let go of your past. Let go of the pain. Hallelujah. He's got to be able to go through the change. There's a lot of people that want to walk this. There's a lot of people that want to live this, but they have never accepted the pain to go through the change. A birth is a mess, a birth hurts. A birth is painful, a birth is a mess. And a lot of people don't want to die out They like holding on to that old man too much. They like staying there in that condition where they can cuss and live any way they want to and come to church when it suits them. They want to live in that condition. But if you want to fly higher than a bunch of chickens, you got to go through a change. You got to go through a process. I can baptize every single one of your family members back here, but a lot of time we baptize them a, a dry center and we bring them up a wet center. But this house is full tonight of people that was willing to accept the change, that was not willing to stay there in that old stupor, in that old condition, but they wanted to fly above all of the chicken chaos. Mercy. You know I, I've been guilty in life, and I, I'm not ashamed to say it, but I've been guilty for talking to chickens like they were eagles. I, I just, I'll be honest with you. I've been guilty of talking to chickens like they were eagles. But I want you to write this down, I ain't never been wrong. And I'll never be guilty of talking to an eagle like they're a chicken. If you were born to fly that high, I'm gonna tell you you were born to fly that high. If you were born to walk this Christian walk, I'm gonna tell you you were born to walk that Christian walk. I don't know who is and I don't know who ain't. But I would never take away your God-given rights to fly this high, to live this message, to be this message. We didn't come here to talk about it. We come to get into it. If all we come here is to spit out some words and just preach a little bit so that we'll get your hand claps and your accolades, we're doing nothing. But I didn't come here to talk to you about a God of yesterday. I come tonight to put on the table of eagles a God that's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let me be guilty of telling the truth. I was talking this past week with my wife. Just going over these things about what God is doing amongst us. I'm not taking away from yesterday's revival. We needed that revival to get us where we're at. We're just talking about these things that God is doing for us, how he has taken us to higher levels. How he's taken us to a higher level of praise, a higher level of singing. You are witnesses tonight here and out out on the telephone hookups, you're a witness that you're singing from a different position. You're worshiping at a new level, a higher level. We're talking about these things that God has taken us to a higher level of worship, a higher level of praise. I've, I've never seen the word preached in such demonstrative power like we're watching it come forth in this hour. When you're seeing God do a quick work in this hour, when you see, when you all of the things, how that, how they used to, how that you would fill your houses full of tapes, and it would cost a family ten thousand dollars for a set of tapes, but now you can buy that same exact, absolute condition, in the same exact way, on a little small SD card for twelve dollars. It's the advancement. Young ministers are grabbing this message and running it with this message like never before. When you used to see men of God that would come to a pulpit and they would have stacks of books and, and, and all their messages lined out and would have to pull out from this message and that message and that message just to build their sermon. But now it's in our fingertips. God is taking us as the bride of Jesus Christ to a higher level. He has not taken us past his word, but he's taken us to a spot of rapture. We were going over these things and just talking about these things, but this is what God has called us to. And I'm happy to be living in the hour in which God has called us to this moment. This is where eagles have gathered. But you know a chicken can't praise where you praise. A chicken can't go where you go. A chicken can't dance like you dance. And a chicken can't worship like you worship. A chicken can't soar like the eagle soars. A chicken was born to be a chicken. A chicken can flop his wings and get up on a little or up on a little post and, and he can sit up there on his roost. That's what he was born to do. But that chicken can never fly where you fly at. I ain't got nothing against chicken. I eat a few of them every week. But a chicken, a chicken can't move where I move. You know, an eagle makes love in the air. An eagle reproduces in the air. And you know when the eagle gets up there he know he ain't hooked up with some vulture. I'm gonna talk to you tonight. You see, that eagle can fly on another level. He can fly so high that when he can go straight to the sun that a film comes over his eyes and can fly right up there to that sun and he will not burst apart. But a vulture trying to fly up there, he'll bust and he'll disintegrate in a moment. Young people, I'm talking to you tonight. If they can't fly that high, it proves to you that they ain't an eagle. If they can't live this message, it proves to you that they ain't an eagle. An eagle can only dance that high and nobody else can dance there. An eagle can love on a totally different level than vultures and buzzards and chickens do. An eagle can stretch forth its wings like no other bird and it can fly above the storms, fly above creeds, fly above dogmas. That eagle can fly above people telling us that we got no right to worship Let me just slow down here for a moment. My papa, Spencer, used to preach a message. It's hard to soar with eagles when you're living with buzzards. And if you're feasting on the dead carry on of the world, you're not feasting on eagle's man but I want you to know that I I take what I do very seriously. All of you know me quite well. I'm I'm a, let me say this the right way. I can be known to be a character. I can do, I can cut up and have a good time and I believe we should have a good time. I believe that we as Christians ought to be able to enjoy our religion and enjoy our salvation. But I take what I do very seriously. I do it with all my heart and my soul and every energy that's within me. I do it with everything that's within me. When I come out here as a song leader, I don't just give half an effort. When I'm called on to sing a special, I don't just sing a, just a song because it's a song. I want to sing a song that'll take me to a new level. I want to sing a song that'll create the same atmosphere that got my attention that it'll get your attention. When I'm choosing songs of songs of worship, I want to choose a song that'll so make you praise God that'll make you forget about what you just went through in your car before you got here. I want to, I want to sing such a song that you'll forget about what your boss said about you. I want to sing and pray, bring down the praises, bring, just begin to echo out the praises of God so that when we begin to lift our voice and lift our hands and lift our worship, as the praises of God go up, the blessings of God begin to fall upon our lives. I take what I do very seriously. When I come to this pulpit to preach to you as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I know that I am responsible for every word that comes across my lips, so I do it with everything that's within me. And I say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. I don't want one word to come out of my mouth that'll hurt your children or afflict them or obstruct or, or their walk with you. I wanna be right. I take what I do very seriously and I believe that you should take very seriously what you do in your pew. I believe that you ought to come into the house of God and you ought to get yourself ready. I believe you ought to pray. I believe you ought to sing when there's a song going forth. I believe that when the song leader's there, you ought to back him up. Whether you like the song, whether you don't like the song, get behind him. God inspired him to sing that song maybe for one person. What would it do if you begin to sing like you never sang before? You might actually get born again. I believe you ought to take it serious. If you're one of these instruments that play one of these instruments up here, you ought to do it with everything that's within you. I'm going to call names. Sister Deborah ought to do it with everything that's within her. Sister Cassie ought to do it with everything that's within her. Brother Jeffrey, Brother Donnie, Sister Emma, Sister Sarah Beth, Brother Meadows, all of these ought to do it with everything that's within them. If God is taking us to a higher level of praise, let our musicians be ready to praise Him. And then let all the congregation sing in with one unity, sing the song of Zion, sing the praises of God. If God is taking us to a higher level of preaching, our worship ought to match the word. I take what I do very seriously. And when I hear my critics tell me that I should no longer worship God. You know, I'm a Bible believer. And I believe that everything that I preach ought to come out of this Bible. And if it ain't coming out of this Bible, then I shouldn't be preaching it. That's why I preach this message to you, because I can line it up with the Bible. But when my critics are telling me that that I should no longer worship God and I should no longer praise God, I do what I was taught to do. I take it back to the Bible. And you know, I find that it didn't take me very long to find out that God likes worship and god likes to praise for the bible says in psalms 150 praise you the lord praise god in his sanctuary praise him in the firmament of his power praise him for his mighty acts praise him according to his excellent graceness praise him with the sound of a trumpet praise him with a psalter and a harp i didn't forget you, sister april you were just hiding back there praise him with that saxophone Praise Him with a timbrel. Praise Him with a dance. Praise Him with string instruments and on organs. Praise Him on the loud sounding cymbals. Praise Him on the high sounding cymbals. Let everything, excluding everyone in this building, unless you're dead tonight, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. I was anointed to do it, so I'm going to do it. Take that, critics. I take what I do very seriously. When I come and stand behind this pulpit, when people tell me that I should stop preaching, and they tell me I ought to put a tape player right up here, and I should let that tape player preach to you instead of me standing up here and giving you chewed up food. I take it very seriously. So what do I do? I go back to the Bible and I find out what the Bible says. And the Bible says that how shall they hear without a preacher? I found what the Bible said, so I'm gonna stay with the Bible. The Bible tells me to preach, so I'm gonna preach. I was anointed to fly higher than what they have said, Brother Denny. They told me I shouldn't worship, and I'm flying higher than what they said. They told me I shouldn't preach, Brother Nathaniel, but I'm flying higher than what they said. I've also heard the same critics tell me that we ought to stop all that emotion. You know what I did? I went back to the prophet's message, and the prophet's message said that anything without a emotion is dead, and you need to bury it. take what the prophet said over your criticism. Can I say it like a prophet said it? Here in take Church of the Living God, do you know where you stand? You were predestinated to do it. And if the bridegroom could do it, what about his bride? Come up hither, come up a little bit higher. Don't stay down there in the chicken yard. Come up higher. I will not be bound by earthbound chicken. I won't be bound by their thinking. I won't be bound by their clucking. I'm anointed to fly above it. You can be seated. I got those same critics. And whether you know us tonight, they're not just my critics, Brother Ron's critics, Brother Tim's critics, they're your critics. They tell us that we ought to stop preaching, that we ought to stop worshiping God, and we ought to move on past emotion, and it's time to get back to the Word. Well, let me put you on notice tonight. If you haven't noticed, that's why I am preaching. That's why I am singing. That's why I am dancing. That's why I am shouting. That's why I am praising God. That's why I am worshiping. That's like I'm doing. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I came back to the Word. And if you don't like that, watch this. You didn't like my preaching 10 years ago? Well, if God tarries 10 more years, I'm going to be still preaching. I may have a little bit more gray hair, and I might be a little slower in my step, but while I'm more than once, I'm going to preach with everything that's within me. I'm anointed to fly above it. You're anointed to fly above, believe the sign. You're anointed to fly above all of the critics. Fly above them, eagles. When you get up that high, they may not, not be able to see you, but you can still see where they're living at. They're still living in that chicken yard where they was born at, but as for me, i come out of that chicken pen, and I ain't going back to that chicken pen. Hallelujah. i set my wings to the winds of faith. How much time we got? Oh, we got plenty of time. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 29 and 29. The secret things, I want you to say this word, belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong belong which those things which are revealed belong unto us and our children I want you to say and our children forever that we may do all the words of this law I want to say this to you tonight that this is where you belong at you belong here you may feel like an outcast sometimes in school but this is where you belong at This may look like another, just another church building, but this is more than just another church building. This is an eagle's nest, and this is where eagles gather. You belong here. You belong here because you went through the process of change. You belong here. This place was ordained for you. For Jesus said that where the body is, the eagles gather i know i know that the word is here i know that the body is here i know that the carcass is here because i see a bunch of eagles hallelujah i'd be worried if i i'd be worried if i showed up here and there was a bunch of chickens sitting here i would be afraid that what i'm preaching is not is not eagle food but it encourages me tonight to walk out here and see feathers laying everywhere to see that our young people are plucking off the old dead feathers. To see people that's been sitting here under their old, old experience that they had 20 years ago, I see them plucking off those old feathers. It gives me encouragement to know that weekend after weekend and day after day out, that there are people that are rising above everything that the devil throws at them. I'm not concerned what this message is gonna produce. I know what it's producing, I'm looking at your life. I'm not worried about if he's going to allow miracles to happen because that's what his word does. I'm not worried about prodigals coming back because that's what his word does. I'm not worried about healing because that's what his word does. I'm not worried about deliverance, that's what his word does. It's what his word does. It'll produce miracles. It'll produce a life that is, that'll keep you and sustain you in all of your life. You were were born to be here, and you belong here. Coyotes may be able to come in and grab a chicken, but they ain't ever going to be able to come in and grab you. Because your nest is set higher than a coyote can reach. Your nest, Papa Eagle, has set your nest upon the mountain, upon the revelation of God's word, and there's no hounds of hell that can reach you there. Brother Lawrence, it didn't look like it, but you pulled out those old feathers and you started beginning to fly again. You looked like an eagle the whole time. Oh, but you went through a rebirth and you started pulling out all those old feathers. You went through the pain. It may have not been easy, but you got here. Hallelujah. Families, it may be tough what you're getting ready to go through and what the processes go through, but you be right there for them when they come back in. When they start plucking out those old feathers, you stand there and you say, I went through it. You can go through it. He didn't put us here to be defeated. He put us here to overcome. What good would it do? If we could fly that high and we couldn't see where we're going. Church of the living God, there's a vision sitting before you. You were seen in the rapture. You were seen marching. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm gonna do like the voice said to Brother Branham when he come out of the beyond the curtain of time. He says, you're just starting, press the battle. You're just starting, press the battle. Young people, press the battle. Old saints, press the battle. You belong here. This place was ordained for you. And where you're flying at, no demon can fly there. No chicken can fly there. Is that right? I belong here. Brother Jeremy created a little, uh, a little statement up here from last weekend. Replace fear with confidence. And replace love with jealousy. We got a new one. Replace jealousy with love. I'm moving on to next weekend. Next weekend, he's gonna have one up here. It's gonna say, This is where you belong. Amen. I'm replacing fear with faith. Is that right? Give it to me. Is that right what I said? Yeah. Hallelujah. Replace fear with faith. With faith and replace shame with confidence, and replace jealousy with love. Next weekend, it's gonna have your anthem setting up there, and it's gonna say, you belong here. You belong here. You take a look at Brother Jim Noel, and you look at Brother Jim Noel's story on how he got here, it's a beautiful story. But you belong here, Brother Tim. Your family belong here. It may not look like it, it may not look like it should have been here, but you belong here. The word said you belong here. You rise above all that chicken chaos and you belong where the eagles have gathered. When you look at Brother Martin and Sister Martin, when they rose above all the clucking of the chicken yard. When they were trying to keep them down there, they began to rise above it all because they belonged here. god props, you belong here. You're more than a jailbird, you're an eagle. You belong in this place. You were ordained for this place. You were built for this place. You're able to fly above it. Let doubt do what it's gonna do. I'm gonna fly and rise above it all. Hallelujah. give him praise in the house of God you belong here church I'm anointed to stand I'm anointed to worship I'm anointed to dance I'm anointed to sing I'm anointed to preach I'm anointed to praise God I belong in this position I was born for it see somebody move forward and start progressing in their life, just tell them they can't do it. And something will rise up on the inside of them. It'll rise up on the inside of them that'll make them do it. You tell tell somebody that they're gonna be bound to a wheelchair the rest of their days and you'll watch that person work tirelessly to get out of that wheelchair. I'm personal friends with a bull rider that was crushed in every part of his lower body and the doctors told him he was paralyzed. He was completely tore up. All types of organs were destroyed that they had to place back together and the doctors came in and they told him that you'll never walk again and he looked right back up in their eyes and he said, wrong number, doctor. You done called the wrong number. I'm gonna walk again and you know he works every day because he had the right mental attitude and he's walking. Just tell somebody they can't do it. I'm personal friends with a pastor that the doctors told him that he would never work again. And now today he works more than 10 men. I'm personal friends with a pastor that the doctors told him that he'd never walk again, that he'd be bound in a wheelchair, but not only is he walking, he's running. I'm personal friends with a pastor where doctors told him that his lungs would never be able to sustain to preach this gospel again. They told him that he couldn't do it. But he was anointed to fly higher than the doctor's orders. And he preaches convention after convention after convention. Satan, just tell me I can't do it and I'll prove you wrong. Tell me I can't praise God and that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Tell me I can't sing, tell me I can't worship, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. You wanna see your young people move forward, push them into action. Hey. Try and tell me I can't do it. Homer Frazier, they told him that he'd never walk again. Docs, I'd like for you to take a look up into another round. Tell me who's not walking. I can't hear you. Satan, I can't hear you. You swore that you destroy him. Oh, but he was anointed to fly higher. Jesus will not leave you where he found you, but he'll take you higher. You look over in the book of John chapter five and verse eight when he's standing there with the impotent man that laid there 38 years in this infirmity. And Jesus says, rise, rise, rise and take up thy bed and walk. Jesus did not leave him walking in that condition. He walked away on another level. Brother Denny, when you came to this message 20 some years ago, you're walking on another level today. Brother Nathaniel, you're walking, your family's walking on a higher level today. May we never, may we never be satisfied. Let me say this. I'm perfectly satisfied with the seal that he put on my life. But we should never be satisfied with where we're at. We should never get complacent and never get stagnant and allow wiggle tails in our experience. Come on, somebody. We should never invite in all the, all the, all the charismatic things and all the things of the world. We ought to have a holy praise. We ought to have a holy worship. We ought to have a holy dance. Come on somebody, if we're gonna dance, let's do what's right. If we're gonna praise God, let's do it right. Because where you're praising that, nobody else can go. Let's not invite in the vulture worship, let's invite in the eagle worship where the Bible says, sing a new song. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let the musicians come. hallelujah you're anointed to be here you belong here I'm going to challenge your faith your children belong here your loved ones belong here it may not look like it it may not look like it but maybe as this service is going on right now they begin to pluck out the old feathers that were holding them down And maybe by the time you get home or maybe by the next time you talk to them, they begin to lift up their wings. The word of the Lord to you was to enlarge your tents. Let them stretch forth their wings. Let them pull out all the dead things of the world that's holding them down. Oh, and let them come on in. Brother Andrew, you preach that every weekend. I'm going to keep preaching it until they get here. And when they get here, and when they get here, and when they get here, don't you be ashamed of my praise. Don't you be ashamed of my worship. Don't you be ashamed when we bring in the fatted cats. Don't you be ashamed when they get here. Because they coming, so I'm putting you on warning. Don't you be ashamed of how I act when they get here. If it wasn't in the Bible, I wouldn't preach it to you but because he said he's going after them, I believe it, and I'm speaking it, and I'm going after them in the name of Jesus. I'm anointed to do it, I'm called to do it, destined to do it. Church, we're only mortal once. Let's go after them like never before. Come on in. Come on in, open up the doors, scoot over, scoot over, scoot over, make room. I know that the Bible said it's right, I believe it, and therefore have I spoken. A chicken wouldn't believe that. A chicken keeps its head on the ground. A chicken looks up and says, How in the world am I ever, how am I ever going to get up there? But an eagle just flies up and rests on it. You can rest upon it. You know that Papa Eagle has sworn that he would protect you. He has sworn that he would cover you with his wings. Give me Psalms 91 and 4. Hallelujah. He has sworn a protection over you. He shall cover thee with his feathers. Not only did he liken you to eagle, he likened himself to eagle. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. Oh, hallelujah. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Where are you resting in tonight? I'm resting in his wings. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at me. Look at me. Whoa, look at me. I'm covered with his wings. Hallelujah. My hope is in the Lord. My hope is in the Lord. From this time on and evermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah!
1: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I stand in awe within the presence of the Lord, in whom the wisdom of the ages lies, for whom the raging of the sea subsides, oh the living sacrifice, oh the only source of life, my hope. forevermore His tender mercies His tender mercies come with every rising sun
0: every morning you can't wear them out oh, to
1: meet the sinner in his brokenness oh, to offer healing forgiveness, oh, to those who trust in him, will find their hearts at rest, my hope. Resurrection day Oh my My home may our praise be higher, may our worship be higher, may our souls be high
0: there's nothing greater for him to swear by. You have a sworn affidavit tonight that he said that he'd do it. You have heard a mighty angel call your name. It is now your turn to prophesy again. You have ate the book, you have become the book. It's time to prophesy again, little bride. Let the word produce what it said it would produce. Don't you try. Don't you try. You let him do that. You let this word come out. Because you and yourself can't fly this high. But oh, let that life of an eagle come on the inside. And you'll fly higher than you ever imagined. I ain't giving up. I'm not giving up. Tell me I can't do it. Tell the church of the living God they can't do it. Just tell them. Tell them we can't have our children. And watch me do it. Watch me start prophesying. Watch me start speaking what the word said. Let me start talking. eagle talk. Let me tell you, if you want to fly with an eagle, you got to stop talking like a chicken. An eagle ain't afraid to speak to its mount. Come on somebody, you were anointed to fly this high, speak this high. Live this high. Prophesy this high. If you're ashamed to do it, it shows that there's still some chicken in you. But oh, when the eagle realizes that he's only mortal once, he'll fly above it all. He'll fly above his doubts. He'll fly to new heights. They say we're getting storms today like we never got today because of, what they call that stuff, global warming. We're getting storms like never before. We're just flying higher than we ever flew before. The storms of Satan keep rolling in, Brother William, but we keep going higher. He keeps trying to knock us down with every wind of doctrine, but we just fly out upon the wind and we fly higher than what anybody else could ever imagine. God bless you this evening. This is where we're living at. This is where we belong. Hallelujah. I got a new sign for your refrigerator. This is where I'm living at, and this is where I belong. If you don't believe it, keep speaking it till you believe it. I won't be ashamed to open my mouth. I won't be ashamed to sound like an eagle. Come on. I won't be ashamed to say it. This is where I belong, Sister Charlene. And I'm proud about it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Woo! Woo! Oh, you feel that? You feel that little eagle? The wind of the Holy Ghost come through this place just now. This is where you belong. That same fire that fell on the day of Pentecost has fell in this place. This is where I belong. This is where I belong. This is where I was born to. This is where I was anointed to. Let your wings loose. Set your wings to it. Set your wings to it. You can fly to a higher place. Brother Jim, Sister Charlene, when you come in, when you come in, when you come in, Satan didn't know what was happening. Satan didn't know what was happening. But there were some eagles that was screaming. There was an eagle back there that's screaming. And that eagle back there stood in my living room the other night. I don't care about time and I don't care. Everybody else on the internet can rejoice with us tonight. Amen. But there was an eagle in my living room the other night and he started to scream. And he said, what you seen on this platform last weekend and those little children was what they were seeing in those eagles. Because those little eaglets were seeing it in the big eagles. You see these little eaglets start acting like the older eagles because they say, hey, that's how an eagle's supposed to act. These little eaglets, they may be five years old, six years old, but they singing like eagles because that's how eagles are supposed to sound. Hallelujah, 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 the God of the Bible is here and our God is tremendous, oh glory to God. They didn't know what was happening, brother John, when you brought your family here. Satan didn't know what was happening. Oh, but the eagle has begun to soar. Satan's tried to hold us down, but we're soaring higher than ever before. Hallelujah. That's where my hope is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Satan thought he had you. He tried his very best to knock you down, but you were born with eagle's feathers. You were born with eagle's feathers. Wind after wind after wind kept coming, but you kept flying higher. And we ain't done yet. I will not be satisfied with a so-far religion. I'm going all the way. I'm not leaving one hoof behind. God bless you as Brother Matthew sings this year.
1: Oh, as I look out across the land I see God's mighty hand The bride of Christ Adorned in her wedding gown Oh, just like in the days of old They stood with the rich bold And they turned this whole world Upside down We're rising up Oh, rising up There's a new Testament church rising up. We're rising up.